This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha, and welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show, please feel free to give us a call at 791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. While at my website, please click on the radio page. You can check out past shows there as well as subscribe to the show on anywhere you get your podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Now, today we have a deep topic to discuss um, on this week's show, and we're going to be discussing money and relationships. Before we jump into it, let's welcome my co-host, as always, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you today? Well, it's great to be here with you today, Greg. It's always good to see you and hang out with you on the radio. And it's funny, I was uh, thinking about the show, and then uh, a song came on the radio, and the lyrics said this guy was singing about having two tickets to your show. At your radio show, and I'm like, we don't charge. You don't have need a ticket to listen to the radio show or attend the radio show. Uh, but he was. He said, uh, I've got two tickets to paradise. So I know that was a long way to go for a bad bad joke. But uh, but really, this is retirement paradise we're talking about, right? Yes, and bad jokes are always welcome, Tony. <laughs> oh, I've got a million of them. Bad jokes and dad jokes. They're one and the same, and I've got them. <laughs> so That's how great. about you so, how have you been well yeah it's been um it's been busy as you know i you know, I got back from a family vacation and um we are actually oh, yeah. headed to our um annual gala f- with our money managers uh, oh, coming yeah. up in this uh yeah that's all the way across uh into south carolina wow so, wow only been there once so looking forward to that so we're trying to really cram in a lot of work in these next couple weeks that's right. That's coming up. I, I wish I was going to that as well, but I, I'm not. I can't make it to that one this year, but I know that uh, you always learn a lot there and you work alongside other advisors to, you know, see what what's happening, uh, discuss what's going on and talk to your money managers about uh, where investments are at, the markets are at, what's happening with retirement planning. You always come back with some great fresh ideas. I know we're going to have some great shows when you get back. Yes, uh, very true. I always get something out of out of these, so we're we're looking forward to it. Uh, of course, speaking of great shows, we're going to have one today. What are we talking about today? Yeah, we're going to be talking about relationships and money. Ah, yep. Well, you know, I'm doing. You know, I always like learning more about my relationship with money. <laughs> close, close one, uh, but not quite on point. Oh. Uh, we're going to be focusing on money issues that impact marriage and relationships. Ah, and it, I see. It, and it's kind of a sensitive topic, really, and that's why I said it's kind of deep. It's it's something that many of our clients have had uh, to deal with probably at some point in life. And taking the time to address issues before they turn into a problem can really be very valuable. So I got a uh, our source today 
is an Investopedia article titled Top Six Marriage Killing Money Issues. Now, money can be the source of stress for individuals, couples, and really any any other kind of, of relationships, in fact. Um, according to an October 2018 American Psychological Association report, this one titled Stress in America, 64% of adults surveyed are stressed about money. So clearly, money issues affect the majority of Americans. Yeah, to be honest, Greg, I have to stop you there. I'm surprised it's that low. <laughs> I would think it would be 95%. I, I think it's something all of us have experienced, at least at some point in our lives, uh, being stressed out by money. And when you add relationships into the pressure cooker, it, it gets turned to 11, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I am surprised it was that low too. And, and money is the number one reason for divorce. So yeah. that's that's the yeah. pressure cooker right there. Um, so all of that is very true. And that's why today we're gonna focus on a few money issues that impact couples, starting with keeping separate accounts. So I have a few clients that, that choose to take this approach. Mm. Now, according to the article that I referenced, um, some couples decide to split expenses down the middle and pay their half out of their own personal accounts. Now, often this type of setup results in resentment about who gets to spend what and and on and when. And it can really uh, evolve into a competition. I paid for this, you have to pay for that. You know, it's basically keeping score. Uh, and in some cases, having separate accounts can also lead to one partner hiding money uh, from, from the other. So the drawbacks of separating finances can also include reduced buying power and eliminating other financial benefits that come with marriage. Wow. Well, it seems like joint bank accounts might be another option, or in my opinion, a better option. What are some benefits to having a joint account? Yep, that's the that's the other option. Great question. And there are several benefits to a joint bank account. Uh, joint bank accounts are actually very common. So according to thebalance.com, uh, an article titled, uh, Should You Have Joint or Separate Accounts? A TD Bank survey showed that 76% of couples said they shared at least one bank account. So joint accounts tend to provide more transparency in spending for each person in the relationship, and they can also streamline some legal affairs. In the event one couple, one of the persons pass away, uh, the joint account does allow the surviving partner to maintain access uh, to the funds. In my experience, some married couples also find that it is easier to keep track of spending as all the expenses are contained within one account. Ah, okay. Uh, and those all seem like some very positive reasons to go the way of a joint account if you're married. Yeah, definitely. However, there, there are some drawbacks to joint accounts as well. Um, some individuals can feel like they have less control or independence when they don't have their own account. Joint accounts can also lead to, to issues if the couple isn't communicating about spending. Uh, perhaps both uh, of you assume that the other was going to pay the electric bill and it never gets paid. Uh, or the reverse, it gets paid twice <laughs> due, to, due to confusion. I mean, joint accounts can also be problematic when a relationship ends because both parties have access to the money. Either person could withdraw the money and close the account without the consent of the other. And this could lead to some messy and uncomfortable breakup moments. Yeah. Yeah. That scenario feels like something out of a movie. You know, one partner <laughs> empties the account and skips the country. Uh, that would make things a bit awkward. Yeah. And uh, another, another important issue um, 
that is awkward and uncomfortable is debt. Yeah. Um, debt is a serious issue for many Americans and it can adversely impact a relationship. It can take many forms, whether it's credit cards, car loans, even gambling, um, and oh, much, much more. Yeah. So most people bring debt into a relationship. Debts that are brought into a marriage remain attached to the person who brought them in. However, there are nine states that have determined that debts that are incurred after the marriage begins that uh, that are generally owned, they're, they're responsible by uh, both parties. Oh, okay. So obviously that's something we need to be paying attention to. Um, so I didn't realize, though, that states had that rule. Uh, what states does that actually impact? Uh, the states are Arizona, California, Nevada, Idaho, Washington, New Mexico, Texas, Louisiana, and and Wisconsin. So you're not liable for most of your spouse's debt that was incurred before marriage in these states, but debt incurred after the wedding can be shared by both individuals, even when it's apply, applied by, by only one member of the relationship. Mm. So debt can potentially be a problem that causes uh, resentment as well, uh, especially if one member of the partnership feels like they're paying for debt that they shouldn't have to cover. And I, I recommend that couples discuss their existing debt before combining uh, their personal lives. They could even potentially enlist the uh, counsel of a financial services professional to help facilitate uh, the discussion. So in the next segment, we're going to talk about a tool um, that we use at the Retirement Optimization Group to help examine how each individual feels and reacts to the market and their risk tolerance. Well, that sounds great. But first, let's take a second here to let our listeners know about how they can get a hold of you and that special offer you have for them. Yeah, um, they can reach us online. So please go to therogroup.org. We have a lot of resources on the website. Um, and if you're not following the Retirement Optimization Group on Facebook, I'd uh, be grateful if you followed us on Facebook. We post articles um, monthly. And if you want to reach us the old-fashioned way, pick up the phone. Give us a call, 791-2924. All right, that sounds great. And let me remind our listeners, Greg, that they are listening to Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther of the Retirement Optimization Group and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. So Greg, uh, today we're talking about money and how it affects our relationships, right? Yes. Uh, our main source for this, as a reminder, is an Investopedia uh, article titled Top Six Marriage Killing Money Issues. Um, so we discussed the first two, uh, which are joint or individual bank accounts and debt. Um, so Delving into our next uh, subject, the article reveals, um, refers to the next issue as personality. And they define personality as how you handle money. Mm. Uh, are you a spender or are you a saver? So I'd like to take this one step further and look at it as risk tolerance. So instead of just lumping you know, each partner into a broad category, it can be useful to learn what type of risk each member of the partnership is willing to be exposed to. So at the Retirement Optimization Group, and we've discussed this on, on several shows, we offer our clients the color of money risk analysis. And this provides each member of the relationship a financial picture and a roadmap to their overall risk preferences. So you get a color of money score. And in short, this analysis determines how your assets should be aligned with red money, yellow money, and green money. Yeah, and I know this has come up before, but it's so important because this is such a, a great tool to use in retirement income planning and to figure out where you're at with your money. And of course, that can help your 
uh, relationships and stress, of course. Uh, but tell us a little bit more about those colors of money and how they're defined. Yes. Uh, so red money are assets that are subject to risk and can lose value, but provide opportunities for growth. Yellow money is similar like red, but they have the benefit of professional money management. And so money managers can help reduce risk and provide growth opportunities. Green money, of course, has less risk. Those uh, That's your, your guaranteed money. Not as much growth potential, but they're safer. And so to provide you with your analysis, and if you'd like a customized report, go to therogroup.org, click in the upper right, get my score, take those 11 questions, then you'll be invited to open up a generational vault account. And there you can access the strategy assessment, and then we could complete your color of money report for you um, within minutes. Wow, that sounds great. So it's always interesting to me that tool, the color of money uh, and the risk analysis. Uh, what's next on the list of potential relationship issues with our finances? I like this one uh, from the article, the the power play. Oh, yeah. And power it's play. Another, Hockey yep, term. Uh, <laughs> this is another money issue um, that this article notes can can harm relationships. So a power play, unlike hockey, occurs when one partner is employed and the other isn't. Or if both partners want to work, but one is <clears throat> struggling to find employment. Um, so that deals with, it basically deals with imbalance of income and how the individual with more income or most of the income can control how the money is spent. So there may be some some rationale behind the idea, but it's still important that both partners cooperate and communicate when it comes to spending. As we mentioned earlier, when discussing the pros and cons of different bank account options, the joint account offers greater transparency and access. However, it's not in itself a solution to a lopsided power money dynamic in a relationship. In fact, that transparency can be used to further control spending. So this imbalance can often lead to what some experts call uh, financial abuse. Wait a minute. Financial abuse. Uh, that doesn't sound good at all. Uh, but I have to admit, I haven't heard a lot about that. Yeah, um, there's many kinds of abuse and financial abuse is one of the more subtle forms. And I have a client that actually works um, in, in an abuse center uh, in town. And according to a national network to end domestic violence report, this one titled Understanding Financial Abuse, uh, this kind of abuse is used to to control and isolate partners. Uh, so the experience is unique to each relationship and it could include controlling how the money is spent as as I just mentioned, but also restricting access to the money you know, or, or giving an allowance basically like they used to do in the old days. Um, withholding access to necessities like your medicine but, or, or even food and restricting a partner's ability to, to work or make money so you can maintain more control um, or even in some cases theft um, of, of money or even credit and identity. Um, this full report is available uh, for our listeners as part of the Moving Ahead Through Financial Management uh, curriculum. It can be downloaded at nnedv.org. Ah, those are really some heavy things that you'd like us to consider. And it sounds like that report that you're talking about would be a good resource for this. Yes. And in fact, the report has valuable tips on some more healthy and productive ways couples can talk about their finances and their desires and needs. 
Every relationship and its financial picture uh, is going to be unique, obviously. Perhaps one member of the couple manages the day-to-day finances and the bill paying and things like that. And this might be functional and even fit well to, to both individuals' personalities, but both should really have access to and have regular input on all the financial decisions. Couples in healthy financial relationships can have different values related to money, but joint financial goals should be negotiated and planned uh, together. Couples that set plans to meet those joint goals and support each other in the process are more likely to feel like they are in a a healthy uh, money partnership. Uh, Both partners should have access to their money. Needing to ask permission or hiding money or spending money, uh, hiding the spending should be a red flag. Yeah. Healthy financial relationships are about compromise, honesty, and equality. And in fact, in my opinion, these are vital aspects to any interpersonal relationships, whether they're romantic, professional, or or really any other one. Yeah, good point. And uh, before we move on, uh, let's share that website again where our listeners out there can find that report. Yeah, absolutely. The report and more resources are available at nnedv.org. And that's part of their Moving Ahead uh, curriculum. It's a financial empowerment resource. Um, And as a reminder, the information in this curriculum is intended to be general advice uh, for individuals in an abusive relationship. Uh, But not everyone's situation is the same. You may need specific advice. Um, so if so, contact a domestic violence advocate or visit thehotline.org. And you also may consider contacting a financial advisor or an attorney. Yeah, somebody like yourself, a trusted financial planner and advisor uh, that can help walk you through money issues. I know you've seen it all. Some people are always apprehensive to do that, but we all need the help because things change constantly and you've seen it all and can help walk us through it. Now, why don't we stop? This is a good point to let our listeners know once again about that offer you have for them and how to get a hold of you to do that. Yeah, get, get us uh, give us a call at 791-2924 if you have any questions on today's episode. Or if you'd like a no-cost, no-obligation consultation, whether that's to sit down and do that color of money risk analysis, if you want your assets organized, or if you'd like some help with financial planning, um, please reach out to us. Yeah, that sounds great. Now, we're talking about money and relationships today on Retirement Paradise, and I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And along with me, the main man, right, Greg? You're the main man. You're the man with the plan, (laughs) Greg Gunther. And um, so we've been talking about all of these issues that people have with money and how it impacts their relationships. Yes. Um, And again, the main source of today's show is an Investopedia article, uh, Top Six Marriage Killing Money Issues. So we touched on the first two, which were the joint and individual banks and and debt. And then we discussed the power plays and some signs of financial abuse. Um, We also identified some of the characteristics of healthy financial relationships as well. So we're going to turn our attention to the final two issues from this article. All right. That sounds great. Uh, We've certainly covered a lot, and as a reminder to our listeners, uh, they can head to your website and listen to today's show, a few past shows, or subscribe to the show as a a podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. I think that's always a good idea. Uh, But now let's talk about the two final issues. Yes. So the last two money issues that affect relationships are related. 
uh, literally, <laughs> their, their children and extended family. So the decision to have children is a big question uh, for any relationship. Raising a child is no easy financial task. In fact, according to the most recent information available, the average cost of raising a child from birth to age 17 is $233,000. And it's in a married, two-parent, middle-income family um, relationship. And this information is from a 2017 USDA a report using information from 2011 to 2015 and figured in uh, $2015. So with inflation a likely factor, you can actually expect that number to increase even in the future. So we all know having children affects the pocketbook, um, but it also affects the calendar. Does one partner stay at home when the children are younger? How, how does this impact your long-term um, strategy and your career advancement goals in, in, your, in your career? Yeah. Obviously, that's something people need to look at. And those are important questions that we all should ask. And again, I think that comes back to the three things that are vital to healthy financial relationships, which are, and we've talked about this, you and I, Greg, compromise, honesty, and equality. Yes. Um, thanks for bringing that up again. That's absolutely true. And those three are important when it comes to extended uh, family relationships as well. The issue of money and extended family can involve gifts that one side of the family can afford and the other can't, um, or the expectation of extravagant vacations and expenses that might not fit into the partnership's budget. But it could even be uh, loaning money to family members in need or for maybe a business venture. Each of these scenarios can increase stress and cause problems in any relationship or partnership. Yeah, and uh, money can drive a wedge between people. Uh, I think we can all probably think of an example of that in our own lives. Remember when? Yes. Remember, Greg, when I asked you uh, for twenty thousand dollars, no questions asked, and and you said <laughs> no. That kind of drove a wedge between us for a while. <laughs> Good one, Tony. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. He's making that up. Yeah. But no. <laughs> But all jokes aside, uh, stress and friction between relatives over money is all too common. Um, often we think of, of lending money when it comes to um, challenges with extended families. You know, so somebody says, oh, can you loan me this? I just have this, you know, one thing I have to take care of. The thing about the loans, too, when these things come up, it's it's as if if you're in financial problem, you know, right now and then you loan them money, what makes them think that all of a sudden their situation is going to become better, yeah. you know, relatively soon. And they're going to be able to pay that back. Yeah. Um, so I have a resource here um, from moneycrashers.com titled nine tips for lending money to family and friends. So let me jump into and these. It just says, um, it's one page. And on it, that page, it says, say no. <laughs> yeah, like, two, like you did two, with two me. letters. Remember when I asked for the 20 grand, you just, <laughs> there was no hesitation. It was like, nope. Let me, let me read this article. N-O, no. no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it's all, in my opinion, it's really dangerous to lend money to family and friends. Yeah. You know, like you said, it can die, it can really drive a wedge in there. For sure. And it's, it's also a, a good idea not to lend money with that expectation of being paid back on just simple good faith. So these tips can actually help you set up terms if you decide to do it that might make it a little easier, um, th you know, than, than it might be. So... Here's some tips from the article, okay? I feel like this first tip is especially good. Deal with cash only. Oh, yeah. 
avoid any connection or contract to impact your credit score. So don't open a credit card in your name or co-sign a loan. These are situations where it could impact your financial future. And also only lend what what you can afford. Uh, you, You know, this goes back to the very real possibility that you're not gonna get paid back for this loan. So in such, if a loan puts you in a dire financial situation, you could find yourself worse off than the person that you loan the money to. Yeah, those are good tips. Those are really good tips. What else from that article? Um, there's a few more that I would like to touch on. So they are uh, setting terms and getting it in writing. Make sure that you and the person you're loaning cash to has agreed to the repayment terms. Uh, this includes potential interest rates. Um, don't be ashamed to, to charge an interest rate you know, and a payment schedule. And a written document can really help in the future if the agreement turns sour. Uh, And finally, worst case scenarios. So it's vital to discuss the potential ramifications of breaking the agreement. So you're not going to get paid back. So uh, what's in their late charges, a collection process, or even legal action. It's not comfortable um, discussing these things, but asking for money is rarely a comfortable experience. Um, So if you're not able to follow these tips, you may want to avoid lending the money at all just just the magic words right that tony said just no yeah that's the magic word oh well these are great tips and we've covered a wide range of potentially damaging issues today i'm glad we went over this stuff that we have tony uh so what can be done to avoid these potentially damaging money issues Often the best way uh, to combat these is with communication and honesty. Um, Using tools like the color money risk analysis to determine your risk tolerance can really be a helpful step. Um, Discussing money can be difficult and uncomfortable, and there is no magic wand that can ease all of your financial stress. Um, But taking important steps today can help you avoid these negative consequences down the road. So make time to have that difficult talk soon before it becomes a relationship killing money issue. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, great piece of advice right there. Now our time has flown by and our time is just about up for this week's show. Is there anything else you want to add before we go today, Greg? I'd just like to remind our listeners, if you're not following the Retirement Optimization Group on Facebook, we'd be very grateful if you did so. Uh, If you have any questions, comments on today's show, please feel free to reach out. Give us a call, 791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. And if anybody would like a complimentary, you know, no cost, no obligation consultation, I'm more than happy to to make time um, to visit with everybody. So thanks for listening. All right. And that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Craig Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Craig Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.